Welcome to Rock and Road Podcast Part 3. And I asked on the Twitter page what everybody has enjoyed, what they want more or less of. And Kath replied, more Harley and Dexter, they're brilliant. Steve Prince says, more Harley and Dexter, definitely. Gary Tasker, I agree, Harley should be on every week. In fact, just get him to do your show. So basically, I've worked hard getting my vehicle reviews recorded, I've spent hours editing interviews, I've been doing album research, and you want more of the kids, is that what you're saying? And Angela has put, yes. So, uh, what, what can I say about this, Harley? That you're a terrible podcast maker and that everyone loves me. They do not at any point say that they love you. They just said, can you be on the show a bit more? Because they like me. And what have you got to offer the show? My amazingness. Anything else? No, just that. Just that? Yeah. Um, why don't I uh, do Harley's lockdown life philosophies? I mean, we're not really in lockdown, but life philosophies uh, on the podcast. Oh, what, like you do in my Classic Rock Evening show? Yeah. Okay, so if you don't listen to that, Harley does a thing called, it was called Harley's Lockdown Life Philosophies, and then we just took out the lockdown, although that word might have to go back in at this rate. Um, anyway, Harley, let's have one of your life philosophies. I'll introduce it. Harley's Life Philosophies. Do we turn off the lights or turn on the dark? Harley's Life Philosophies returns next week. Okay, back on to the podcast. And this week, I'm going to be chatting to the deputy head of music of Absolute Radio about how on earth he goes about choosing the music for Absolute Radio. Lots of you have asked me this question, so I thought I'd ask the man himself. We'll have a review of my current car, a BMW 318 Grand Tourer. I'll tell you a little bit about what happened to my second car, the Austin Allegro, known as Hitmobile. Add an S on the front. And some music recommendations. Vehicle review. We are in my BMW 318 Grand Tourer 7-seater. About to take Harley to drumming. Hello, Harley. Hi. Making another appearance in the podcast, I see. Yes, because I'm famous. Now, I'm going to try and get off the drive now without smashing into somebody like one's partner did this morning reversed into a car but there is a gigantic tree if you've ever seen pictures of my driveway there is a ridiculously large tree across the drive causing a really bad blind spot it's ginormous yeah it's really ironic that um we're doing a review of the car that we um hit this morning and the car we hit was a driving instructor isn't that strange the irony there is is beyond belief yeah she was a driving instructor just a little editorial note here. This was a minor collision. Nobody was injured and it's being sorted out amicably. Back to the review. Now, this is a front-wheel drive. This car is based on the five-seater active Tourer, but this is called the Grand Tourer because the boot converts into two more seats, which you and Dexter frequent regularly, don't you? Sure. Uh, this is the first MPV from BMW. What is an MPV car, Harley? Um motor powered vehicle that's a very good guess actually multi-purpose vehicle oh i was close so basically um it's you know for a family like us a family of six with two dogs we need a multi-purpose vehicle the difference between this and the active tourer is that this one is a little bit taller and it's a little bit longer and that's obviously to get those seats in at the boot now the reason i went for 
an MPV from BMW. I was pleased that this had come out a few years ago. I didn't buy this brand new. I bought it secondhand a year ago. But the reason I went for this is because I, wa- I needed a large car. I needed a people carrier. And I needed one in petrol because there's loads of diesel rules and regulations, especially in London now, emissions, things like that. So it's, I had to get rid of our diesel car, went for petrol. And I did want a bit of luxury with our people carrier. And that is what you get from BMW. Yes, it even has race car stripes all along the doors. Good detailing there, Harley. Thanks. Now, I like a big fat steering wheel, uh, and this does not require me to add in my own steering wheel cover. It's already got a big fat chunky steering wheel, and it feels and looks very, very sporty. Yes, it has a sport mode and an eco pro mode. Yeah, well spotted, actually. Down here, it's got the two different modes. Now, if I wanted to be economical with the petrol, we would go into eco mode. And if you want the gears to last a bit longer between changing and a bit more revvy, which, of course, I prefer, you have the sport mode. There are apparently six airbags in this car as well, so lots of safety features. Is there anything else you want to add about this car? What about from a passenger's point of view? It has a very large range of um, radios. Yeah, coming on to the DAB digital radio part of it, uh, this is actually much easier than some cars, which have the most complicated radio setups ever. And it's really hard to flip between the DAB national and the London versions. And it's all very confusing. And if you didn't work in radio like I do, you might not know that Absolute 8 is on a, a different DAB section than, say, Absolute Radio. Did you even know that, Harley? No, because I'm charred. You can get this in a diesel, but again, I would avoid that because of all the diesel issues. But there's a slightly more sporty version as a 220. also comes in a 216, which I think would be not powerful enough. Good aircon system, very easy to use. Two different passengers can have two different temperatures. And the same with the heated seats. Now, unfortunately for me, heated seats are a deal breaker. If they don't have heated seats, I won't buy the car. So it rules out loads and loads of options when I'm car hunting. But I love heated seats, don't you, Harley? Yes, I've even got mine on now, which you don't. Right, well, oh god, I've got to reverse here. Let's just see where he's going. Right, off you go to drumming. Okay. Get your mask on, Harley. Oh, yeah. Bye. Well, I've dropped Harley at drumming and I'm just driving now to TK Maxx to pick up some glasses because we keep smashing our glasses. Yes, we break a lot of things in this household. So I've got to go and get some new tumblers. Quite a exciting rock and roll lifestyle that I lead. You can barely hear the engine. It's very quiet. And when I stop at the traffic lights or the junction coming up, the engine will turn off. So it's got that start-stop feature. Should stop when I stop. Yeah, it's gone off. And I'm just waiting in the traffic. The minute I take my foot off the brake, this is an automatic, the engine will start up again, which I'm going to do now. Just move forward a little bit. There you go. You can hear that. In terms of its handling, it holds the road really well. It's got a sporty feel to it whilst being able to transport all of your family. Now, let's see what's on the radio. Ah, Boo Radley's. Absolute radio. Let's try Absolute 80s. Oh, The Smiths, Absolute Classic Rock. Oh, Maggie May, Rod Stewart. Hmm, not bad. 
Well, that's it from the car review. Stick around next because it's my interview with somebody from Absolute Radio. No, not one of the DJs and definitely not Andy Bush. I'm joined on the Rock and Road podcast today by Tim Vernon, who is the Deputy Head of Music at Absolute Radio. Hello, Tim. Hi, Leona. Uh, we've worked together for over 20 years now, amazingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know if that's a good or bad thing, um, from your point of view. Um, now, I want to know, the question that everybody asks me, so I'm going to ask you, Tim, how do you choose the music for Absolute Radio? Okay, so there's sort of two um, parts to the music we play on Absolute Radio. And when we refer to the playlist, we're talking about sort of 20 songs which are split into three categories, A, B, and uh, C list, like a lot of radio stations. And that's what we call the playlist, and we have a weekly playlist meeting. But um, a lot of our audience refer to our playlist as our entire sort of catalogue of songs we play, uh, which is songs from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties. And, and we tend to refer to that within our music team as, as the catalogue. Um, there are songs come in and out. We, we do research throughout the year. And um, there are some songs that sort of, the familiarity actually drops off over time. If like you or I, we grew up with all those great songs from the 80s. Some of those songs have sort of become staples and kids my daughter's age still know like living on a prayer and huey lewis um yeah. they just know, know these songs because they're part of the culture they're still played in a lot of radio and there's other songs from the 80s which aren't played so much elsewhere on the radio and over time we'll test them and and get back results saying you know some of the younger part of our audience just don't really know these songs and familiarity of classic songs has sort of become a benchmark we use the thinking being that if you don't know the song you're not going to have a lot of passion for it or, or, or like it necessarily because you don't know it when you just said test the song, how do you test a song? Well, there's different ways of doing testing. Um, we tend to do most of it online uh, these days, and we use a, a external company who recruit people, a lot of them through our own website, um, and there's different types of, of listeners, um, heavy Absolute Radio listeners who listen you know, many hours of the day, uh, other Absolute Radio listeners who maybe lighter listeners, maybe just drop in uh, and out here and there for certain shows the breakfast show and things and then there's other people who we call sort of p2 listeners who whose favorite station is is another station but they might dip into absolute radio occasionally so we're perhaps their second third or, or fourth favorite station and and, and we test their, those as well but how so, how do you do a test oh so you basically you get a clip so um the research company uh, provides you know, it could be between 40 and 100 clips. You go online, put your details in, then it plays you a clip, and then it asks you a series of questions. Do you know this song? Do you like it? Do you love it? And there's also a question we call burn, which is where you like the song, but you may be just a bit tired of hearing it. And that tends to happen sometimes with songs that have really getting played heavily across the whole market so people are hearing it all the time um when you say across the whole market you mean all different radio stations exactly yeah and and actually there's not that many songs on absolute radio 
that we play that are, are truly cross market back in the day 20 years ago somebody like robbie williams was a cross former artist he was played on rock stations pop all, all sorts i suppose the modern day equivalent would be ed sheeran or coldplay yeah perhaps yeah coldplay's a good example actually yeah well sometimes it- what people do is they'll do like the rock version or the guitar based version and they'll do a dancey remix so that it works on say kiss that's right yeah now how do you become a tester that's what I want to know. I want to test the music. Um, I think anybody can enrol, uh, whether they'd accept you, Leona, with your absolute radio email address. Oh, I'm not sure. I've got an anonymous uh, address. <laughs> well, I'm okay. just, ACDC, I yeah. yes. More ACDC. <laughs> Tick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they refresh the panel uh, fairly often. As I say, we do recruit through our own website. Um, Listeners to this podcast, join up now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you at the beginning you mentioned there's a playlist and there's a catalogue. So the catalogue I now get is the sort of the back catalogue of all the older stuff and all the classics. And the yeah. playlist, is that the newer stuff then? That's right, yeah. So is uh, A the most rotated and C the least rotated? Yeah. So you touched a little bit there on how you choose the music for the playlist. But, I mean, how do you choose it? Are you bribed? It's another question people ask me. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, There's three questions we look at when we're looking at a song. Firstly, is it good? Secondly, does it fit our radio station? We're not generally going to play an out-and-out new dance song. Um, And then... I guess the toughest question after that is, is is what is the profile? Because we get sent loads of songs and there's loads of songs we could consider. So if I was in a band, right, how would yeah. I say to you, Tim, can you put me on the playlist? So I would say, um, let's have a list of the song. We'll give you some feedback. If we like the song uh, and we think it fits, then it brings us on to what's the profile. So it could be... Uh, a new band from York who are playing to tw- 20 people in a pub and we might think this is a, this is sounds brilliant sounds like the arctic monkeys or something but um unless there's something going on in in terms of the amount of people going to see them um their their streaming figures their youtube figures or album sales we're as the sort of station we are which is a fairly mainstream rock station we're probably not going to take a punt on that artist unless there's a lot going on with it so that's when it comes down to the profile so it's the classic catch 22 you're not going to play it until they're well known and they won't get well known until you've played it a little bit tim talking of new music what new music can you personally recommend to my podcast listeners there's stuff like um paul weller who you know given how long he's been making music with various jam the style council and solo he's still putting out some really interesting stuff fleet fox's album i started listening to yesterday i really like their debut i think it's sort of a classic of its genre it came out in 2008 and it's sort of like a folk rock record and then mm. what i've heard of the new album it sounds like back to their sort of classic stuff and that's fleet uh, foxes yeah yeah, okay. that just came. They just dropped that as a surprise last week. So now moving on to cars. Now, Tim, hmm. do you drive? And if so, what? Yes, we. Um, there's three of us in our family: my, myself, my wife, and my daughter. And we have a Skoda Rapid, a denim blue Skoda Rapid. <laughs> now you you did laugh when you said that, so I'm going to have to mention it. Skoda had a terrible reputation. It was years ago now, wasn't it? Um, That's right, yeah. But they're not anymore. I mean, their cars are excellent now. But we have just got to mention some Skoda jokes. Can you remember any? Yes, I can. First of all, <laughs> how do you double the price of a Skoda? I don't know. Fill up the tank. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that one now. Um, <laughs> why do Skodas have heated rear windscreens? 
I can't remember. To keep your hands warm whilst you're pushing it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And how do you overtake a Skoda? <laughs> I don't know. Run. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> now, that aside, that was years ago, <laughs> and I don't know what's changed, but whether it's their marketing or they've just massively improved their cars. So tell me, what is it like? Well, like you say, in, in the 80s, it was the Skoda and the Lada, wasn't it? And oh, they were yes. a real joke. And um, I've never had a Skoda before, but I think I'd become aware that, like, just hearsay that like these were really good cars these days and when we we um found this dealership in kent and went to see this skoda and and he was a good salesman he said that skoda uh, i think are the oldest or the second oldest car company in the world and actually the engine in our skoda rapid is is a volkswagen engine it actually just says volkswagen on it yeah we're really happy with it now being deputy head of music at absolute radio do you get sick of music or do you enjoy it at home and in the car no, I never, I never get sick of it. I suppose what happens is um, I tend to listen to stuff that, that's a bit less to do with work at home. Um, so, oh, so a totally different genre, perhaps. Yeah, um, quite often put on stuff like um, that's maybe quite ambient uh, and good to work to. That sort of almost background. It's stuff I know inside out, but things are like. You, the- are you saying you don't listen to my show? I have to listen to your show, Leona, because there's always there's always stuff going wrong, isn't there? <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I mean, it's nothing Dang. to do with either of us. Yes, uh, that's true. But, uh, yeah, there's sometimes computer gremlins and what have you. So you're not listening out to make sure I haven't played back-to-back ACDC then? No, I can check that in the log if, if you've uh, inserted it by accident. So. But you were just about to say uh, the ambient stuff. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, so it's, I, there's a band called The Orb. Um, their first couple of albums I just adore, and I put that on all the time. And, and Orbital, which is a bit faster, but has that similar sort of trancey kind of quality to it, a bit like Kraftwerk. I, I put them them on a lot. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's great. Uh, really interesting stuff there, Tim. Thank you. I'll let you get back to choosing me some awesome songs for my next show. Absolute pleasure. I'd like some ACDC, Black Sabbath, Van Halen, Led Zeppelin, and more ACDC. I'll see what I can do. (laughs) Thank you, Tim. (laughs) All right. Bye. And remember, I always play the best music on Absolute Radio. I've got my ways of influencing that catalogue of songs. Don't you worry about that. Okay, on to the next section of the podcast, which is what on earth happened to the Austin Allegro? Well, last week I told you how I crashed the Ford Escort and that was the end of that car. Well, this is what happened to the Austin Allegro, also known as Hitmo or Hitmobile add an S on the front, because it was just a giant lump of poo. And this car was a downgrade from my Ford Escort, so I was very sad about this. But it did have furry seats, which I thought was hilarious. It had a gigantic steering wheel, which was very, very thin. So I added one of them big fat covers to it. I did that with nearly all of my cars. As I mentioned earlier, the BMW doesn't need it. It's already big and fat. But this car did reach its sad demise, not from a car crash, but due to negligence. So I came down from university one Christmas to see my folks and stay with them. And all through the holidays, my dad said, hope you're looking after that car. Have you topped up the oil? And I said several times, yes, I've checked the oil. Stop going on about it. Then it came to the day I was leaving and he said, have you checked the oil? I said, yes, I've done the oil. Set off on my journey. Now, just before I'd left, I've got a bit of a jokey thing going on with my dad sometimes. And um, I'd left these yellow little post-it notes all over the house in various different places, in his office, on his computer screen, where he keeps his toothbrush, in the mirror, in the bathroom. So everywhere he would have looked, he would have found a little yellow post-it with a joke on it from me. 
Anyway, we'll come back to that. So I'm going up the M40 in Hitmo, and then the engine started to grind. And then it just seized up, and the engine stopped. I had to pull over onto the hard shoulder. I had a mobile phone, great big brick of a thing back then. And I was able to phone up my mate Jim. You may know him as Builder Jim, because I'm often moaning about him on the radio, because he never turns up when he's meant to. But I phoned up Builder Jim, who's also car mechanic Jim, and generally all-round handyman and good friend. I said, Jim, uh, the car's not doing anything, and I've got a feeling it's because I didn't put any oil in it. And I can't find my dad either because I promised him I'd already done the oil. Luckily, Jim had a great big truck with a trailer on the back. So he drove out to the M40 on a freezing cold Sunday night and came and rescued me in the car. But then came the moment where I had to phone my dad. He was livid. I mean, absolutely fuming. Steam coming out of his ears. I wanted the ground to swallow me up. But of course it didn't, because after I put the phone down, he had to endure my little jokey post-it notes all over the house. It was an extremely awkward few days, let me tell you. Anyway, he had to contribute towards a whole new engine, which he was not pleased about, and I didn't keep the car for much longer after that. So that is what happened to Hitmobile. The sad demise of the Austin Allegro. Next week, my third car, the Vauxhall Chevette Saloon in Bogey Green. So I'm just going to mention one classic album this week I'd like to recommend, and it's from Black Sabbath, one of my favourite bands. Now, if you're new to them, let me tell you, they are far more tuneful than you might imagine. Now, if you can't get on with Ozzy's vocals, may I recommend Dio, a.k.a. Ronnie James Dio, who was in the group for a while, and he was part of a great album called Mob Rules. This album is incredible. This is one for a fast drive, because there's some storming tracks on there. Start with Turn up the night. Great guitar work from my number one guitarist of all time, Tony Iommi. Then skip to track E5150, which is like a weird intro into the main event, the title track of the album called Mob Rules. So have E5150 up really loud so that when Mob Rules kicks in, you literally blow yourself away. It is an absolute banger of a song. Actually, I better not use that word anymore. Dexter, you got into trouble, didn't you, for saying banger at school? No, it was banging. Banging? What's wrong with saying banging? What did you say then? So someone chose this song, and then I said banging by (laughs) accident, and then I got told off. Oh. Now then, Dexter, can you remember the name of this podcast? We had this discussion last week. Let's see if you can remember. Rock and Road. Yes! Right, well, in that case, you can stay here a bit longer. Have you got anything else you would like to say? Uh, What's your favourite band? Uh, ACDC. What else? Kasabian. All right, then, you. Off you go. No, I am rock and road, so I can stay in here longer. You're not rock and road. I am. It's my invention. It's my podcast. No, it's my podcast. Mm. <laughs> you hop it. No. Go and bounce on the trampoline. No. I bought that to get you out of my hair. No. Later. No. Thank you. No. (laughs) Go. No. Out. No. So that is it from the podcast episode three. If you want to watch the podcast with pictures, follow me on YouTube, Leona Graham on YouTube, and you can see the podcast with demonstrated pictures to accompany what I'm talking about. And thank you to at Rocking Tech for sorting that out. Or you can look at the pictures separately on my Instagram page at Rock and Road Pod. To message me, go to Rock and Road Pod on Twitter and on Facebook as well. It's quite simply Rock and Road Pod. When the podcast returns for episode four, another vehicle review, another interview with 
I don't know who yet. Uh, the history of my Vauxhall Chevette in bogey green, the saloon, and more album recommendations, one of which will be Van Halen following the death of the late, great Eddie Van Halen. Thank you for tuning in. Please rate and review and do all the things you need to do to help me make the podcast grow. I really appreciate it. This is Rocker Road Pod.